man. 372, that's how many episodes of this podcast there have been. This is Lopez Radio, uh, at Lopez Radio for all social media, and uh, twitch.tv slash Lopez Radio if you ever want to watch the stream. Uh, joining me today is someone who hasn't been here since November of 2020, but is a longtime friend of the show. And uh, I can't wait to, again, try to solve the problems of the world, as we always try to do. <laughs> but it's uh, Zach White. What's up, buddy? Man, I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. Dude, it's good to have you. It's nice to see your uh, your lovely little family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our, our host has got a gorgeous daughter. And I mean, I, lo- I love your wife. I love you. <laughs> like, it's so great to see you guys doing well. Yeah. yeah well, and, and it's been, you know, it's just been nice to get... Now that things are, people are, some people are getting vaxxed, <laughs> you know, some people are, are doing the right thing. Uh, it's nice to be able to start getting back together with people without having to worry about it. Because last time you were here, it was November of 2020, and we did it, we did it outside, we did it by the fire, and uh, it was fun, but, you know, something about sitting in the studio that's just, feels good, too. You got a hell of a studio. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I was a late, late comer to the, to the vaccine, too. I did not get my or did not become fully vaccinated until just over a month ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had, you had to, but you had to take some time. I needed to find out which one was least likely to cause more clotting sure. events and stuff. Um, and yeah, God, man, I'm really glad to be somewhat normalized. Mm. Feels good. We were talking about how we were practicing our agoraphobia already though. Um, it's <laughs> not going out, not doing shit. <laughs> I just took it to the extremes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm literally like one step away from being a legit hermit. I, <laughs> I, I, I live too close to the you know normal population, but uh, I've been able to, to start mm-hmm. to do normal things again, although I'm not convinced that it'll ever be normal. Yeah. I don't think 2017 is coming back around. Um, no, I don't think we're going to have that, um, ever again. And it's, it's interesting because I was thinking about last night when I was was sitting here making notes for the show. I was just kind of like, man, the, like it's been 2021 has been like 2020 light. Um, but I still feel like there's that, that's overwhelming, like shoes going to drop pendulums going to swing back. What, what do we have in store for us in the next few years? Um, it's been a little, yeah, you're right. It's like, tw- it is like 2020 light. Um, after 2020, you're like, okay, all right, I'm ready to get hit again. Uh, I, think I mean, Biden might have Alzheimer's or whatever, but he's not as bad as Trump was. I mean, like, it doesn't, at least it doesn't make for the headlines. Right. Uh, you're not hearing about it all the time, all the time, constantly. Um, he's not battling, he's not battling 13 year olds on Twitter. I mean, as bad as, I mean, as bad as the news people want it to be happening all the time it's just it's like you got to admire like the fact that they've just got nothing to work with and they're they're operating much like sports talk radio where it's just like it's just all speculation like there's nothing to really go they're like let's speculate some more on that but uh i mean reading reading drudge report which is of course you know matt drudge is really far leaning um mm-hmm. yeah everything anti-biden is is really reaching yeah, like oh, he's 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 old and crazy. Well, motherfucker, we knew that already. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not a surprise. <laughs> what 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 should be news is that once again we picked that guy over the other guy. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost. I mean, Trump got picked over Clinton, and then Joe got picked over Trump, and now we're <sighs> we're at a really strange crossroads because basically the two party system is is failing 
right before our eyes. It it is, and you know, we were talking about it a little bit before this. I I was reading an article about what twenty twenty four could look like, and and everything's pointing to mm, it's going to be Trump again. It's going to be a mess, and now that and now that they've already laid the groundwork for, it, even though there wasn't any fraud or cheating, even now that they've laid the groundwork, and they now they're starting to pass all the new voting rights bills and stuff like that. Um, it looks like it looks like they're just laying the groundwork to be like, okay, let's just throw this many votes out just until they win. <clears throat> Jesus, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the- we're set up for something in 2024 um, because is he going to be allowed to run on the GOP ticket? It's going to be messy. I don't know. I'm sure the dude, they so much money. They will make, they will make something happen. They will change a rule if they have to. I mean, Um, if if you're the GOP, you got to want that make America great again money. I mean, it's, there's no denying that he's got a way of making his, his base rabid. So is it the loud minority or is it a loud majority? I, that's what I don't know. I am fingers crossed for loud, loud minority just because it's, you, you, I mean, we've been around long enough, read enough news to know that like what we're reading day to day isn't the typical person, right? Like yes. it's not the typical guy. Like they're going to go to the extremes. Like, you know, we don't have any stories out of, you know, out of Monroe, Georgia, but we do have a story out of Pace, Vermont and talking about a guy who went in and did this. So that'll become the thing that they put in front of the people in Monroe, Georgia, you know, like that becomes the, here's this guy who did this extreme thing in this place that you're never, ever going to go to, but we're going to use that to incite you. Right. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That's still your rallying cry, even though you really don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. It sounds, it sounds good enough for you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of misinformation. I mean, the, the stuff with, Q and watching that trial still take place with the dude parlor was still standing last time God. you and I talked. Yes, it was. That's right. Because remember you were you were talking about like what if we infiltrated parlor and blah 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 and then like it was literally like a week or two later that that shit was just boop. I've, right, ha- I've got a couple internet. of people that have accused me of being Q because <laughs> it would, I mean I am convinced that it's a it's a troll. It's got to be. Yeah. Um, you, that shit's wild. If you've actually sat down and and read any of that or even just watched any of the coverage of it there's some really far out there like scientology type it's the numerology weird shit that like that people like that made fun of for a long time and now all of a sudden they're just all about it and it's like well next thing you know you're gonna tell me you're gonna go visit the psychic down the street and you know tell me what she's gonna have you have for dinner next week well there's the worldwide network of child molesters and high places the cabal, and human, of, child the, the cabal of human traffickers <laughs> except for the guy you're voting for mm-hmm. who is, is now you know in the spotlight for yeah being on the being on the baby rape express uh-huh dozens of times uh-huh. dozens of times uh it's good time to be alive it's bad time to be it's best of times it was the worst of times um, yeah it's it kind of stays the worst of times sometimes um but like 2020 light i like that you got <laughs> you got so many people that that are like uh they're like but yeah but what about clinton clinton was i was like yeah clinton's a scumbag too like anybody who hung around with epstein and that whole thing scumbag like if, i got if, nothing if you're still picking sides you've you've missed what the argument's about yeah uh it's we just don't want shitty people, man. Like that's 
that's usually what it is. Because I know, I look, I know the left gets a lot of shit for eating their own, but it's just kind of like, well, we just don't suffer, you know, people who are fools as lightly. Fools, people who are creeps, people. And look, I know that a lot of people went, oh, 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 Biden's a creep. It's like, okay, yeah, he is. Sure. He is pretty creepy. He is pretty creepy. That's fine. But he's not Baby Rape Express creepy. Yeah. I don't see any pictures of him with Epstein. <laughs> I mean, and that's, you know, you can you can do that however you want, but like, at least we're willing to weed our own out and not just rally behind the person that's just a piece of shit. Well, who's that fucking guy from Alabama? That, that guy who ran for Congress or Senate? That was like a preacher, but like he was a creepy guy. Roy Moore. That sounds right. Roy fucking Moore. Right? He was like, you know, in his fucking 40s, 50s, and he was still like trying to go on dates with like really young girls. (sighs) I mean, the fact that all of those over half the hard drives taken from Epstein's mansion already had evidence tape on them from when they had been taken prior in, yeah. in other investigations. Yeah. I mean, you know, along those same lines is, you know, what does every serial killer in U.S. history have? Fucking awful police work. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they all have in common. Really bad police work. Yeah. Really, really. It, apparently it helps if you were a white dude. They just don't think you fucking did it. Well, like, and with a lot of money and knowing a lot of people with a lot of money and all that stuff, you know, you're right. Maybe, maybe it really, maybe it really isn't about race. Maybe it really is just about money. Cause the first thing that always pops into my head is Floyd Mayweather Jr. And OJ Simpson, right? Like, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Wow. That's right. <laughs> yeah. R Michael Kelly. Ja- Michael Jackson was a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. He really was. I, when he died, I believe we've talked about it on here. I flew out to San Diego. We were already planned to, um, but man, it was this massive exodus of people heading to California because Michael Jackson had died. And I was like, man, guys, remember that he, maybe he didn't rape Macaulay Culkin, but he probably raped some of his <laughs> yeah. kids. There, when there's even a question, like when there's smoke, there's that whole thing, right? Like just maybe you distance yourself from that shit. Just a little bit. It's like it's like the uh, the Harvey Weinstein accusers, man. Like you should not be able to describe somebody's genitalia in great detail unless. Mm. Period. <laughs> unless, yeah, I don't know how you yeah. unless that one. Yeah. <laughs> if if they can tell you what your weird genitalia looks like, like to a T. Yeah. Man, that that's, that's, I, that uh, sounds guilty. Yeah, I'm not sure, and, and like it's it's just I don't know. It's been an interesting year because, uh, you know, last episode, me and Krista sat here and broke down the uh, the conspiracy theory pyramid. Like they, someone had done a pyramid, an upside down pyramid, which she put, she made a good point. She's like, it's befitting that this looks like a pyramid scheme, but it's like the small pointy end was, was like the stuff that actually happened, but people get weird about it and like stuff that like we've got questions and it just kind of got worse and worse right and next thing you know you got li- 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 the fucking li- lizard people lizard Golly, people flat earth like all that stuff right i mean it's just incredible that flat earth shit's weird it even is. now that they're walking around with their cell phones and they're like nah man <laughs> there's there is a big tree like there's a big tree theory that flat earthers have now too that we talked about and i had no idea this was a thing but apparently the earth 
at some point just had a bunch like a lot of really big trees and now all the trees now are like some kind of weird fakes like it's they're just way out there and i'm just like somebody made this up as a joke and then someone took takes it seriously it's like kanye west mm. there's a lot of unchecked mental illness out there like <laughs> uh, and, and and while they they don't initially mean bad or mm. wrong you can't take somebody's utterly psychotic ramblings as the gospel. I mean, you, that's how you get Scientology. Mm. Um, yeah, that's how. That's how. That's how you get cults. That's how you get. You that's know, how cues operating. I mean, it's, it's it's very Heaven's Gate. Very just people buying into some shit that they want to believe in. Style. Yeah. 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 They well, want to believe it so bad. They want to believe it's so bad, and like I say this, knowing people, right? Knowing people that have have bought into it, and you just want to be like, look, you realize this is a cult, right? You realize you're following a cult, and it's just kind of like, I don't know, when you follow it so blindly, you're just like, what the when, fuck? When when your cult, religion, whatever, requires you not to question it, like there's obviously problems. Yeah, when you get in trouble for questioning it, <laughs> there's got to be problems. Um. A lot of reason, a lot of logic in you know this day and age. We've got we've got so much information at our fingertips. There there is so much more information available, yet we're still recycling the same bullshit. Yeah. Well, there's so much disinformation too. I mean, we were talking about we like there. There's almost like an equal proportion. We'll say, you know, well, proportion. One does beget the other. Um, right. Yeah. Boy, yeah. that is true. The uh, I mean, we're on we're on one of those platforms right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Anybody There's... can have a voice. I mean, the TikTok stars that are TikTok stars for dressing like slutty Star Wars characters. Mm -hmm. Shit like that. And it's like, but what do they do? That's it. They they've got twenty million followers for that. I sure, okay. I mean, good for you, but I don't get it. TikTok is one of those things that I've noticed, like I've got it on my phone. I look at it now and again. But I've what from what I've noticed is people that the 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 very few, just like with any entertainment medium, the very few that are actually pretty funny when they do it then you've got the mass majority that are terrible actors when they try to do something and then you've got the other half that just i it seems like they just wanted to be strippers never had the balls to do it it seems like they're recycling a lot of what happened when youtube first hit <laughs> right like it, it's it's you're famous for what 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 whatever whatever niche you can fill i was reading a article today about um someone had gotten a hold or someone had shared out a a memo or a document that TikTok had shared to all of its non-technical employees to tell them how the uh, how the algorithm worked, and um, they they kind of had all these examples. But essentially, what it came down to, it's like someone was so, someone who had gotten this had read it, broken it down, and been like, essentially, they figure they're trying to figure out a way to better addict people, right? So it knows like basically they their algorithms can figure out. Your kid, let's say, right, your kid faster than you can just by based off of how long are they watching certain videos with certain hashtags, how many things are they liking, commenting on, um, how many times are they letting the, the, the video loop. Um, so it's all based off of these things. And that's why, like, you'll get, you'll jump into someone else's, like, TikTok app and they've got completely different things that you than you do. But they find out these little, what do they call them? They call them, like, uh, micro, like, I don't think it was micro triggers, but it was like micro somethings that that are just tiny interests. And it was just like, okay, so we'll give you a dopamine drip of this. And the big point was 
TikTok's not supposed to give you the payoff. It's just supposed to be the lead up every time. It's a lead up. It's a lead up and there's never a payoff. So you're constantly chasing the payoff. So, sounds like addiction. 100%. Wow. 100%. And that's the model, right? So that's the model they're going after. And it's terrifying because like so many young kids and so many, just people in general, so many people, like I say young kids, but I know so many like older adults, like parent age, right? Our parent age, I should say, like it, that are just like, oh yeah, I was watching this thing on TikTok and blah, blah, it's blah. It's weird. It seems weird to me. I'm so, I'm so out of touch. And people just, they soak it up. Just like, just like what we were talking about with like those weird conspiracies. They could be like, did you know if you drank, like, well, there was one the other day. I was like, if you drink, if you want to have a massive orgasm after while having sex, be sure to drink a full cup of coffee right before you get started. And it's like, ugh, gross. Oh, <laughs> coffee I, I, breath I say, breathing well, on you. Not just that, but I'm not sure a belly full of hot coffee is what I want sloshing around while we're doing the deed. That could go, that could go poorly out of both ends. I'll be right back. Right? Yeah. Hold but, on. Don't move. But yeah, like, and you've got all these, there, there's a lot of videos where, so I guess, I guess people who create, cause I put stuff on there that's like video game stuff or like, you know, snippets from, you know, shows and stuff like that. But a lot of, a lot of what it is, is like the longer your clip is watched, the more visibility it gets. Right. So you get people who do this, like wait till the end to see the payoff, see what happens. And it'll be like the full two minutes or whatever the hell the, the time limit is. And you get to the end, it's like click like to see the next video and like and it's just like it never gets there and you're like holy shit like you literally just held me so they i've got, got you looped in the they got you jeremy it's well it's creepy to the point where i i realized it pretty quick and like i don't i go straight whenever i want to do something on tiktok it's usually to post something to promote like twitch or something like that i just go straight to my own channel i don't even like go to the for you page and i'm just like all right i'm gonna post my shit See how my stuff's doing? Do I have any messages? No. And I get the fuck and you out. run away from it. That's probably for the best. Yeah. I deactivated Facebook. It's done. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I got the I got the lifetime ban, but still, yeah. I'm really glad to... I got the messenger. <laughs> that's it. And I'm sure that's more than enough information for them to need from me. <laughs> the, uh, the fact that after everything, all the issues, all the problems, all the privacy, all that shit, they just did a rename and that seems to have Meta. fixed it. And now they're just now they want to addict people to the VR world. They want them in, and people are going to do it. You ever you ever watched Ready Player One? I have not, but I have I have heard that this is what the the, the metaverse is being yeah. kind of based off of the ideas. In our lifetime, people are going to just be having sex with each other virtually. I mean, completely plugged in. Yeah, yeah they're going to be. Uh, Wally style giant blobs of goo who yeah. never leave the basement and stay. Pl I mean, they're going to figure out how to tap in. And we're, we're now we're getting conspiracy theory, but we're going to figure out how to tap into the the areas of your brain. But but that's not conspiracy. To I mean, to maximize your pleasure. Elon's already doing that shit. It's nuts. Like that's what he's already trying to do. It's mm -hmm. it's going to be here soon. That and his army of Tesla robots that will be here before you know it. <laughs> I mean. Again, a few all years our cars ago, are just going to drive away thought, from us one day. I would have just thought this is all bullshit. There's no way this is actually going to happen. We're not actually going to get to this, but because of the the push that Tesla has really caused the rest of the the technological world to, to have to you know play you know 
keep up. And of course, in that, you don't play keep up, you yeah. develop the next good thing. Yeah. You know, and now the race is back on. I mean, I think, I think things like that are good and bad, right? It depends on the intention, but it also, like you said, it, it, it creates the need to innovate. Okay. Wow. I'm glad you brought that up. So I cannot take credit for this idea, but I saw something about the, the best and worst inventions ever, like the most essential inventions ever while also being perhaps the worst, the automobile. Mm. Without the automobile, th this way of life that we have created off of it would, would not exist. Um, mm -hmm. But boy, without the automobile, world being a lot better shape. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Shape. I um, mean, you could argue the printing press. <laughs> well, and, and, it was, and it was pushed back from the automobile to the truth is the combustion engine. Like without the combustion engine, the industrial revolution doesn't have like so all that much, stuff. All these, these huge swaths of history where we've just so over polluted the planet mm. and pushed so hard would have never happened. But at the same time, man, you wouldn't have the advances in you know, modern medicine or any of that without no. being aided by the speed of transportation. You cannot have one without the other. Absolutely. It's, um, uh, it's kind of wild, you know, and I think you you reach out to me and Banshee not too long ago. And you're like, you're like, how do you feel about the world your kids are going to inherit? <laughs> I was like, Straight up, like we're all going to be dead, and in 60, 70 years, what is this going to look like? I don't know. You just got to hope someone's going to come along and set some shit straight, but I don't know if anybody can. So while they're doing these, you know, all these climate summits of all these developed nations and some of these underdeveloped nations, because we don't use things like first world and third world. Anymore. Sure, yeah, yeah, we've changed that. They have, I mean, so while, while this is going on, they're all flying around in their fucking private jets anyway. Sure. Um, the, I mean, the rainforest, the Amazonian rainforest is just being destroyed at such a pace that it is now putting off more, the Amazonian rainforest is now putting off more CO2 emissions than mm -hmm. it is correcting. And that means that this world is going to die, I mean, faster than that 70 years I gave it. Um, yeah, and isn't that a lot of that the, the president down there who's just basically a Brazilian Trump? It yeah, just he, doesn't doesn't zero or whatever, yeah, something like that. Um, won't put in any kind of restrictions. Won't stop any of the deforestation. Won't do any of that shit. Won't say anything. They about don't have it. anything better. They're so uneducated and so poverty stricken, and they spent all their fucking money on the World Cup and the Olympics. Mm. And we and we talked about that back before they happened. How just how fucking terrible the Olympics can be for a country like that. Well, I think the IOC is next because they just brought charges against the uh, World Cup guys, the former you know president whatever former executives for the uh, the hand. God, I cannot remember exactly what they got in trouble for, but they're I'm pretty sure they're in jail somewhere for. The underhanded deals that resulted oh, in these God. really awful places getting these, getting these massive sporting events. So much money that goes one way and doesn't come just like none of it comes back. Like it's not like it. The Olympics used it used to be come to town, the whole you know the whole country or city wherever they're at benefits from that because that then boosts the economy, the local businesses get get a bump. No, man, it's all like everything's just like, well, we're here. So buy our Coke, buy yeah. our, you know, buy our merchandise, buy all this stuff. I mean, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's all, not it's about the about, culture it's at all. It's all about payoffs now. Um, the culture is all like 
intertwined into the marketing and you're just kind of like, holy shit. Coca-Cola has 800 commercials ready to go. It's all just based off of who gets the next Olympics. Well, then you got the mess, you know, then you got the mess that's hap- going to happen uh, in Beijing in 2022. Uh, the U.S. has already said, we're not sending any official delegates. No diplomats, man. Nothing. No one's going there except for the athletes. <sighs> that, uh, that, that Chinese president guy is... I mean, shit. I don't know. We're, we're gonna <laughs> see how this affects the relations going forward. China looks very, very, very it's, Germany. It's very, <laughs> very, very 1930s Germany. For for the U.S. to now be backpedaling so much in the last, I mean, well, since since Biden became president, um, Donald Trump sold a huge portion of America to the Chinese while he was while he was in office. Um, well, and I like to laugh about the new. The new Jeep commercials are all about the American flag. Well, Jeep is Chinese, mm. so I I find it. Yeah, I I find lots of humor in the first major Jeep ad campaign since the Chinese acquisition is about Jeep is American. Oh yeah, how oh the Wrangler heads it is. The people who love their Jeep Wranglers. Oh my god! I love the outdoors so much. I'm going to increase my CO2 footprint by 300 fucking percent just because, because, because <laughs> fuck your Honda, right? And also, I ain't never used this four wheel drive, mm. and also this car's never going to go off road. But I love the way those fucking tires sound on the interstate. Yeah, dude. If you're putting fucking Bajas or Mickey Thompsons on your Jeep to drive it around, you're a fucking idiot. Well, you've also got. You know the people who are like it's their photo op, right? That's that's their that's their thing. That's all they Jeep have. Jeep life. Jeep life. It's Jeep life. They they want to identify. I'm gonna put one tire up on a rock, take a picture in front of it, and there it is. Jeep life. And as I'm talking all this shit, I actually drove the most dangerous road in North America uh, a while back in a Jeep, mm-hmm. Schaefer Pass, um, and it was fucking awesome. And I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> and uh yeah man it was way better in a jeep than a pickup truck but a side-by-side is way better than a jeep right uh you'd be doing 20 30 in a jeep you'd be doing 55 in a fucking side-by-side <laughs> um and it was fun and then as soon as we got from you know i mean we did something like 250 300 miles off road uh all around the moab area in utah mm-hmm. and uh Awesome pictures, by the way. Great, great pictures. I mean, you know, take, taking videos, and I didn't even realize, but Outcast is the background music. Yeah. I'm so fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the Jeep is great, and it's so much fun. You know, going into, like, that was the best part is having to, you know, to use the lockers and go into, actually, actually go into four low to be able to climb some of this shit and get out of some of these uh, really tough trails. Um, but man, as soon as you get back on the interstate, that Jeep drives like hammered shit. I mean, it's it's what it, you used it for what it was intended for. And it and, was and so it, cool for that. Yeah. And then as soon as I got back on the road, I was like, like Because of course while we're doing it, I'm like, man, I'm I'm gonna get in some debt. <laughs> like, I'm gonna <laughs> this buy is a, great. I'm gonna buy a Jeep. <laughs> and twenty miles on the way back to town, I was like, There's no fucking way. I mean, like we just crawled up these places to go see like dinosaur tracks and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we are way off the beaten path, and trying to, yeah, try, trying to drive it up and down the main drag in town is just awful. Mm. And it made me so happy to drive a normal vehicle. 
Well, that's why you got to modify it so it's a smoother ride. So you spend like you know twenty grand on a on a decent suspension. And I like, discovered <laughs> that some of the Jeep, uh, the the trim levels, the the Sahara edition apparently is just for that. It's got uh, tighter road suspension. It's not actually made for off road. Yeah, uh, can you imagine having a Jeep Wrangler for for that that was made specifically not to be off road? It's a strange idea, but because they sell so many of them specifically for that, just to drive around and look cool, they do it. I mean, there's a market, I guess, right? There's, so. a, there's a huge amount of pickup trucks driving around that are jacked up and lifted on way oversized tires that are two wheel drive. Yeah. That have never that have never seen. I mean, anything, my, anything my, heavier my than eighty year old <laughs> aunt's Subaru. Yeah, is more off road capable than your half ton pickup truck. Yeah, they've never seen anything heavier than a than a bag of trash in the in the uh, in the tailgate or in the uh, in the bed. The number of diesel trucks rolling around that don't even have tow hitches and stuff just kind of blows my mind that you would spend. I mean, to get into a diesel half ton yeah. you know, or full ton truck. 60 70 grand just to touch one um i was talking to someone when was this this was like right at, right around the time the kid was born someone came to visit and uh they were talking about how they were able to turn around and sell one of their trucks that they'd had for like four or five years maybe maybe close to 10 and almost sold it back to the dealership for as much as they paid for it because the power stroke engines and all that stuff are super high demand and they can't keep them in stock. So the the dealership knows they can turn around and sell that thing for even more. So they're offer they offered him like a, a shit ton of money. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna get a brand new truck. I don't need the power stroke in mind. I'm just gonna get a brand new truck because it's a brand new truck. And I'm just gonna make money off this truck now. So the car industry has been you know, oh. struck by the COVID shortages and all that. So microchips, um, man. I bought a uh all bougie over here. I bought a convertible right before all this shit happened. Mm -hmm. Not really knowing this was about to happen, but I had had an inkling. The supply chain shortages were already starting to hit. I was like, "All right, we'll see if this hits the automotive industry." And if and I happened to have the money, so I bought an 07 Toyota Solara. You know, I, I bought a Toyota Camry with a convertible. Top. <laughs> it turned out to be an incredible investment. One, it's I mean, the cost of ownership is like 200 bucks a year or something. Right. It's nothing. Um, and it's now worth $2,000 more than I paid for it. Same thing with my my, my normal car. Mm -hmm. um, I, I checked the other day just to see what everything's going for. And the same, uh, same year, also a manual, and had like six or 7,000 less miles was selling for $3,000 more than I paid for it new. Yeah. So, oh. so I may very well sell my little Volkswagen for what I paid for it 100,000 miles ago. When we were uh, we were car hunting, um, we looked at the – it's not even worth looking at the used. You're only a couple thousand shy of a new car. I'm going to buy a new car because I can – I can beat up the dealership for the cost of my trade-ins. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and what was it? Uh, drive by any Honda lot, by the way. Oh, they're empty. 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 Like they've been shut down for, produ for production for close to six months now. I keep seeing things. So once again, 
you know, Lexus is doing their holiday ads. Mercedes Benz is doing their lease to own ads, all mm-hmm. that shit. They don't have any of those vehicles. Yeah. They keep dumping out, you know, rolling up. Uh, Jeep is reintroducing the Grand Wagoneer for like 110000 The Broncos back. The Broncos are back. First of all, all the Broncos have already had multiple recalls. They look like, like, like square bubbles. So Ford's <laughs> idea is to make Bronco like Jeep. It's a standalone brand. That is what they envision for Bronco. Oh, it's just going to – so it's not even going to be called the Ford Bronco. It'll just be called Bronco. Bronco. Mm. The Bronco Bronco. I got you. I mean, I wouldn't buy a Ford, period, but uh, it would be tough right now. It's Yeah, I know a lot of people with problems with, uh, with their Fords right now. Brand, like really new. Like brand new, like the platinum trims or whatever, the really expensive – Top of the line one, and it's little shit like your brand new car and the fucking radio doesn't work, or the you know the door sensors or whatever. It's or in the in the case of the person I know, it just leaves you stranded on the side of the road, and they have to come pick you up, and they know what the problem is, but they won't. They 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 keep finding a slightly different issue, so they don't have to trade it out under lemon law. Oh, that's awful, Maya. He's pissed. He's pissed. The Volkswagen I've got right now has been the least reliable car I've ever had, and. I mean, that, that being said, I've had a bunch of Toyotas, Volvos, and Hondas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't been that bad compared to, you know, especially some shit I read on the internet from people buying brand new cars and having real issues with them. And because for, okay, here's a good for instance. So Chevy stopped production of the 2021 Corvettes after only producing like 1,000, 2,000 of them. Well, they had like 50,000 of them pre-ordered. <laughs> Paid for. So, but they've told everybody is, oh, well, we're just moving your 2021s to 2022s. That's cool. They're still not making any fucking cars. Like, that's cool. Oh. So to make this worse, those few people that got the, that brand new generation Corvette that looks like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, like they are, it's, it's a supercar now. They have recalls on things like the brake pedals snapping because they're using pot metal to build the brake pedals to save cost on your new Chevy supercar that you paid, oh. you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars for. Oh, so the, no. But the issue is with the supply chain shortage. So even if you have something like an electronic failure, they don't have the parts to fix it. So now your ninety thousand dollar car is oh, it's under warranty, but it's sitting at the Chevy dealership. And they don't have lease cars anymore because they've had to sell them all because they don't have inventory. Is that the same Corvette that that NFL player killed that chick out in Vegas with? Exact same one. Just the, hit the, it, like rear-ended her going like over 100? 150. God. Just doing like 152 Damn. when he hit her. And they and like I think the investigators are like, there's no indication that he even braked. He didn't. Yeah, he did not break. Oh. I mean, killed her and her dog instantly. And boy, even as fucked up as he is in that car, he's he's pretty jacked up. Man, the Raiders. So they had that. <laughs> so they had their coach fired for being a pretty normal bigot, pretty run yeah. bigot. <laughs> then they had their first first round pick in rugs hit that lady and kill her. And then three or four days later, they had their second first round pick from that same draft year get kicked off the team for waving a gun on Twitter and threatening somebody's life. And so in a two- or three-week period, they lost two first-round picks and their head coach. 
How long have they been in Vegas? How many seasons? This is the second season? First season? It's the first real season. I'm, I'm glad, look, they brought everything that they have all built a reputation on. That is true. From California. Just brought it right out to Vegas. And they're like, listen, we may have moved, but the show has not changed, okay? The shit show will go on. <laughs> we just have a residency in Vegas now. God, that's shit true. Show. <laughs> Nothing has changed at all. Speaking of residencies in Vegas, uh, when do, how long till you think Britney Spears will be back doing that shit? Because she's going to burn through that money now in a fucking heartbeat. That conservatorship getting removed is... <laughs> <laughs> that thing account's going... Whoop. Man, that boyfriend of hers is a fucking genius, dude. What an amazing con he's pulled. Oh, man. Because the Britney army is like, oh, he's a savior, and we all know that's not real. Oh, he's probably the last person you ever want to hang out with. He's probably the last person you ever want to hang out with. So I'm not sure how, like, I, I didn't give a fuck about Britney Spears until this conservatorship started. And then mm -hmm. having dealt with a lot of mental illness, both personally and in my family, and watched people really, really battle and struggle with it. I know some people that are in conservatorships. Um, I know some people that probably should be. Um, and they proved that they should be by fucking up as bad as I possibly can like every month <laughs> you know like um so I started paying attention started to read into it and dig into it a little bit and you know on one hand she's screaming that she's not allowed to have kids and she's forced to take her IU you know forced to have this IUD implanted and all this shit but nobody's talking about the fact that Kevin Federline turned out to be the more appropriate parent that the courts and not one judge, not three judges, but like seven judges saw fit to uphold the ruling that he, Kevin Federline. I like that his name hasn't come up at all. Because he's apparently just a, like, he's also a super breeder. Again, I, I found out way fucking more than I ever wanted to learn. Oh, about these people. no. But he's got like set bunch of kids. So, he's, so doing, he's he's like straight up dad though. He's doing the Nick he Cannon is, thing. He is super. No, he's the opposite. He's actually raising his kids. Oh, <laughs> Nick Cannon is just having them because he knows he's gonna be dead in three years. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, like legit. I'm wearing a contract. <laughs> Good luck, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the joke is all of those women that are having Nick Cannon babies think there's gonna be money in it, dude. There ain't gonna be no money split forty ways. He he doesn't he doesn't own a part of Sony. Mm. Like. Not that Sony's worth what it once was either. But, but uh, yeah, dude, I, I even said this when all this started happening, like I started paying attention. And I was like, I was like, let me see. Let's see what Britney Spears is up to. You check. You ever, have you checked out the, her Instagram? So that was it. So I got on Instagram and came across the spinning videos. Yes. So how many know, times did she blink? She doesn't blink. And the spinning is very indicative of a form of psychosis so apparently Brittany ate enough ecstasy in a couple of years to totally fry her brain and you know destroy the normal synapses and all that shit and that is what got her yeah got got, got her put into the conservatorship in the first place mm -hmm. is her brain is fried well the problem is excuse me is it has not fixed itself She's still operating like a 13-year-old. Yeah. And now she's free to, yeah, man, she, she's free yeah. to make her own decisions. And you're right. Maybe her dad was not the one or maybe her family's not the ones. But part of me wonders, like, if that's just like kind of like, you know what? Maybe that's just something you let play itself out, though. At this point, you I mean. Fight that hard. Like, you just be like, all right, look, 
fine. We're not going to fuck with you anymore. Go do your thing. And then like, we see where we land in 10 years. Nobody wants to do a conservatorship if you have to worry about your, your, your well-being. You know, the, the Britney army's threatening all these family members' lives yeah. and shit. It's weird. Uh, People who think, think they know what's going on when it's just kind of like you're hearing one side and I don't know, man, like, so a lot of the court documents that had to get reopened for all of this, um, one of the last interact, one of the deciding factors of her losing her kids to K fed permanently was she didn't show up for whatever reason. K fed came looking. And when he came looking, he found the kids in her sex room playing and she was in another room having group sex oh and it was like you know i mean dude Brittany wants to get totally you know gang banged by everybody like go for it woman but yeah. like maybe don't do it on your weekend with the kids yeah maybe take a couple days break and it was stuff like that consistently happening like people that had signed non-disclosure agreements like her assistants her personal assistants um you know, having to, you know, get called back on their first day of vacation in a year and a half because, you know, to get this a long time ago, but because Brittany is wandering in and out of parties having sex with random frat boys. Like, just weird shit. Which, again, if she wants to do that, that's fucking awesome. No slut shame. Girl, go get that dick. Yeah. Or vagina, whatever. Sure. Yeah. But don't be telling me how much you miss being a mother mm. and how important that is when you don't even have custody of the kids you've already created. I'll be very interested to see where she's got an IQ of like 60. I mean, I, I well, it part of me is like, okay, you said, she, you know, she fucked her brains with, with drugs for one for two without drugs. I mean, think about how many people became popular when they were 16, 17 years old and then froze in place. Like it's an arrested development. You know, they just kind of like, is. all right, they've, they've lived an entire, almost an entire life. They've, They've lived longer being famous than they've lived. You know what I'm saying? And so some people uh, are equipped for that and they're fine with it. Um, and some people just, I mean, there's just, there's going to be both sides of that spectrum, right? You can't have one without the other. And, you know, that coupled with drug problems, I'm sure just doesn't, doesn't help. Like it's, the amount of delusion that has to be going on there is probably off the charts. Has to be off the charts. And we call it delusion, but to her, it is reality. It is reality. Right. You know, we're like, man, that bitch is crazy. But in her world, like, yeah, man, being on house arrest is like being in prison on your private beach in Hawaii. People like, like that. <laughs> like, well, I mean, just crazy people in general make me wonder, like, all right, so do crazy people know they're crazy? There's the, that's the old question, right? Only if they're smart. Only the intelligent ones. But uh, you, then you're kind of like, you, you do, like, maybe you go about your own life and you do something that's kind of silly and you're kind of like, like, am I, am I reading this wrong? Like, are people taking me seriously or am I just, you know, you ever, you ever want to sit back and be like, uh, maybe I'm not coming off right to people. All the time. Mm. Uh, so I've had a lot of time for self-reflection since I've gotten off social media and sure. COVID happened. Uh, and I, and and I've realized that, you know, nobody has the perception of you that you have of yourself. Everybody's perception is different, and it's only based on those interactions they've ever had with you. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't always been 
haven't always been the nicest person. Um, haven't always been the easiest person to be around. Uh, I want, so I've taken the time and tried to examine, you know, how I interact with my fellow human beings, um, mm. how I interact with the people I do enjoy and like, um, how I interact with the people I don't. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you do that before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've realized that I, there, there's such a disparity between the two. There's such a, a wide division between how I treat people that I love and respect. And I treat people, I guess that can't do anything for me. You know, if we're going to break it down and be real selfish about it. Um, and I kind of nothing, those people, uh, I, you know, you know, I don't like you if I don't laugh at your jokes and I don't make eye contact. Like if I nothing you, it's, it's pretty easy to figure it out. Um, that's been a thing. Like, I mean, obviously it hasn't like, it's not anything super extreme, like what you're talking about for me, but like, yeah, I'm, if I'm hanging out with a group and I'm picking on you and we're, and we're picking like that, that means I like you. Good, like if I don't like you, I'm indicator. not saying shit to you. Right. You yeah. know, it's like, I'm just not saying anything. I'm just going to say all I need to say to you. Like, yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. Lots of one word answers yep. really short. We're not going to get in depth with it. And, right. uh, and turn to the person you actually like and talk to them. <laughs> like, and I think that a lot of people have lumped my interactions with them into Zach's got PTSD. Zach doesn't know how to deal with this, uh, you know, social anxiety, whatever. And the truth is, is I had social anxiety and was an asshole long before the Marine Corps. Sure. Um, yeah, you were, you were, you were. You were friction with with a lot of people way back in the day. Long, yeah, yeah, way back in the day. Long, yeah, long before nine eleven or any of that shit. I've I've rubbed people the wrong way. Um, I'm I'm abrasive. Um, I'm pretty alpha and dominant, and it doesn't always work with everybody. And when I probably should be apologetic, I'm usually unapologetic until later. Um, and that's kind of what I've come to with a lot of a lot of the self-examination is that I need to be a little bit nicer to everyone. Um, and it's not so much that it's, you know, it's not so much that it's true, you know, PTSD or anything like that coming through. It's that my overall patience has grown so thin that I don't give a lot of people a chance even. Right. Um, I'm not going to waste my time with this. Exactly. It's kind of uh, like uh, I mean, we've all got those friends, right? And and most of this for me was early college or you know just after high school. You all those people that like at first you're kind of like I really don't like that guy, and then all of a sudden like a few a couple of years go go by and you're like oh man this guy <laughs> I, this guy is like ride or die for me and I'm ride or die for him. Now you're the best man in my wedding. Like right. Yeah, and, and but but I always found too like so a at the time kind of like if you think about with movies and music you've got the patience to kind of wade through that and put up with it a little bit and then they kind of figure, but I've always found over time too, like if you've got the patience for it and all that stuff, um, which I don't have much of that anymore. Um, usually now I'm just kind of like, all right, I don't have time to parse through this, but I always found like the people that, especially when in working situations, the people that I immediately got along with, um, ended up being really shitty because they were, they were putting up the mask at the beginning and the people that I didn't like at the beginning, I usually ended up loving by the end because they were just being themselves and they didn't care, you know, how they were coming off until you kind of got to know each other. 
Whereas you got the people who are, you know, who were super nice up front. And you're like, oh, they're really nice, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out, oh, they just shit talk you when you're not around and shit like that. And you find like, oh, okay, so this person was just not, you know, basically not emotionally investing in someone until they had time to be around them and understand and, that and that's, person And that's is. what I came down to was that I, I was not spending the proper energy <clears throat> or putting in the proper effort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, shortchanged them. I was shortchanging me. And it was that probably had a lot of effect on people and how and how I perceived them viewing me from the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, my lack of patience. I, I feel like I don't have time for it. Uh, and it, now it's little things like basic beliefs. <laughs> If you, you know, it's, it's how your moral and ethical fabric is made up. If you are flying a Trump flag, man, I'm just going to assume that while, you know, on some real basic levels, we might could get along also on some real basic levels. We've got some core disagreements and about, about things like basic human rights. Well, there's that. And there's just like, there's one thing of looking back and being like, oh, okay, well, I I like that person as the president, but then still like, fine, you know, say what you want. Fine. Okay. You'd like, you like that era. Right. But to still be like over a year later and still just like, I, I'm holding on to it. It's still ours. And they just don't know it. And it's going to be revealed on November 28th <laughs> at the grassy knoll in Dallas. <laughs> did you see that shit? Yeah. I sent you that, didn't I? Yes, you did. Oh, that was real too. JFK it's- Jr. Was going to arrive at the grassy knoll the dead one the dead one and he's gonna he was gonna announce that they're taking back the government i mean it's it's stuff like that where you're kind of like dude i can't like there's just certain things that are just red flags right and you're just kind of like okay well there you're crazy i'm sorry i mean i've got family where i'm just kind of like and i don't have any desire to ever hang out with you again ever ever and I don't care. Ever, I have family asking when I'm going to come back around, and I just have my mom lie. Yeah. Because I'm not. <laughs> if they hear it, they're not going to fucking hear this. Right. <laughs> no. They've yeah. shut this off way before. Like, we started shit talking Q like five minutes in. So there's like, they're done. They're done. <laughs> and, and now they're done. Why? Because I, I want facts, like simple things like facts. I want you to use logic and reason in your argument with me, like how I'm going to try and use it with you. Yeah. If you present me with things like, the COVID vaccine gonna make you lose your memory. Cool. Google that for me. Yeah. Like, and, and I, okay, man, I read Drudge Report. Like, I'll take it from anywhere. Right. <laughs> like, just, just give me somebody. To, I'm convincible. Yes, I, I, I am. With the right shit, I'm convincible. Show me, man. Change my mind. You, you and your wife both have changed my mind on shit. Like, other, other guests on this podcast have changed my mind. Come at me with reason and logic. Come come at me with, with proof. Have a full conversation about it. There's a lot of people who can't talk past the, the meme they read or the infographic they read. They treat their politics so much like a sports team with the blind loyalty to it that it doesn't matter even when they start to stray. In order for you to maintain that reality, those lies now become truths. Yeah. They have to be in order for you to, to still believe. I mean. Fuck, man, there's a lot of, we talked about earlier, so much misinformation out there. And there doesn't need to be. Yeah. 
Like it, people talking about, you know, the microchips and the COVID vaccines and all that. Like, motherfucker, man, if there was government mind control, like we'd legit know about it by now. Hey, how about the fact? That I know they're trying. We're all carrying this shit. We're all carrying a fucking phone. My tracking device is across the room, but they still know where I am. Yeah. yeah. They know you're here hanging out. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, oh, man, they're going to inject you with it. No, motherfucker. Like, you plug it into your car. Yeah. You're holding <laughs> like, on to it. Like, when you shut your car door, your tracking device tells you where your car is parked. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, it was just the other day. What was it? Oh, we were hanging out with one of my buddies um, and his wife. And uh, I forget what we were talking. We were talking about something. And we only talk. Oh, we were talking about uh, you know how we're how we're doing for you know saving stuff for the kid, like you know putting away savings for her, right? And um, we it was just a brief conversation. And two days later, Krista hit me up. She's like, "I'm getting stuff on my phone about yes, I knew that was about coming. baby savings accounts." And I was like, "I was like, what?" I was like, "I was like, did you search for anything?" She goes, "No, we just had the conversation outside." And I was like, "Okay." They so, listen to I, us. I mean, at some point, the metaverse and Amazon are going to merge, and mm-hmm. then we really are going to be fucked. Yeah, because then they're going to have everything. Yeah, they're going to have all. They're going to have me blueprinted, man. Like they're not even going to need my DNA to build a replica. I cannot allow my like. That's why I deactivated the Facebook account. I cannot allow myself to be sucked into that. Like I don't mind the idea of VR. I've actually used. You know, they they had a VR headset you could do with your phone. Like I've done that before. I've done other VR. I'm just not going to have a VR that requires me to have a Facebook account to use it because then what are they watching? What They're are they talking seeing? talking about, man, I ain't registered for that motherfucker. You're registered on Instagram. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot, I, I cannot get, get on board with that. It's just too weird. It's too, there's, there's now no privacy. There's not even a veil of it. Yeah. There's like, there's, you give us your info, give it to us. Um, and people are just like, here you go. And they can't, and they and they stand in line to sign up. You mean I don't have to have a shot for this? Here you go. Yeah, you don't have to have a shot for it. Thanks no, for tagging. Like, oh, you know they're gonna they're gonna sneak up and give you a fucking implant, motherfucker. They're gonna the kids will be waiting in line when you can get an implant. Yeah. They've got their notepad out. They're like, thanks for tagging yourself at the tree that owns itself. We know that you're here and that you like this weird chintzy shit. Like, <laughs> and then it reads out in a fucking pop up screen in your left eyeball. Yeah, but again, people like the government ain't gonna have to come get us. Like we're gonna sign up for this. No, you're probably gonna go to them. They're gonna be like, "Oh, there's a free such and such. I'm going." Three People are gonna pay for the fucking upgrade, man. Like <laughs> it's it's the cell phone shit. With the iPhones are a great example. There's no fucking way that iPhone's worth two grand or whatever the fuck they cost when they come out. Ah. I'm still rocking an iPhone SE, and the, I'm okay, just waiting. Okay, the, the camera is that much better. That part I can get by because my <laughs> camera sucks. Right, but it's still not worth. Like, you could buy a real a real camera setup for that much money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm still rocking the the, the Galaxy S8. Like they're on like twelve or thirteen now. I'm just like I can't. And it's we're getting back to that point where now the cell phones are getting as big as the tablets. Well, and and two, it's only a matter of time. And I was telling Chris this the other night. I was like, well, all you know, all the technology for the, to run the actual networks is upgrading. And at some point, I've already got people I know. There's like they've already been told by their carrier, like you have until this date, and then your phone's not going to work anymore. Remember, you remember when the fucking uh, 
everything switched to digital from analog yep. on TVs, and everybody had to go out and buy a fucking box for their old ass TV. Your your uh, the digital ears. You yeah. Had to get digital <sighs> rabbit ears, digital converter boxes. Dude, I remember working at Best Buy and we had stacks of those things. That was such a blink in the history of technology. It, it was, was just such like a big deal. And in and out, sh- gone. Done. It's like, well, it, that was that was for people who still ran the cable directly from the wall into the back of their TV. <laughs> that was before everybody was required to just have a fucking box for their cable service or their satellite service. I mean, even the cheap TVs now are you know Bluetooth, wireless, all all I mean, oh, yeah. all that shit. And they're and that by the way, if you have like a smart TV. That's gathering shit on you too. That's you're giving them way it, like they're seeing everything you watch. They're noting all your preferences and uh, what yeah, time you watch them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean all that stuff is super valuable. It's super valuable, and you just give. And I'm saying this knowing that knowing that I have some of that stuff. I'm I mean I'm putting a podcast on the internet. I I you know I watch stuff on YouTube all the time, and and I know this, but I'm not kidding myself. I'm not kidding myself in saying that the government needs to stoop to the level of putting a tracker in a vaccine in order to track me. I'm like, no motherfucker. I just posted something on Instagram yesterday. <laughs> it's, it's there. So I mean, just go ahead. And I, and like before anybody, you know, starts yelling at their radio, I understand that Facebook still own, owns Instagram and I'm fine with that. I just can't be a part of, I can, I can very much control what I see on Instagram way more than I can. Just the, vomit of bullshit that i see when i just just take my thumb and i go fling on the uh on the facebook i I just couldn't do it garbage it was pissing me off because i'd be like i wonder what i wonder what this relative is is posting now and i'm just like oh god i'm like two hours i'm like fuck this guy (laughs) fuck this guy so much like i was just like i was just losing too much of my time in life people were becoming my enemies without a word passing between us absolutely you're just kind of like Wow, I knew I never liked this motherfucker. And now there's ammunition for it. God. It's it's crazy, man. It is insane. I gotta piss terribly. I'm gonna no. do that. <laughs> and then we can continue talking. Pause it. Yeah. Hey, we're back. I think that was like a hour and something break there. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. No worries, but we are back. Um I'm trying to remember where we were because we talked about a lot with Krista. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I do I do know where I wanted to go, though. Um, you know, I've known you. You're a gun guy. known you for a while, right? What do you know and how do you feel about ghost guns? We're talking about like 3D printers and all that shit. Ta- ordering kits online. Yeah, ordering the kits. And, and put them together. Building them at home. Uh All right, it's already happened, and I did hold a. Yeah, I was, I was employed by a class three dealer and a class ten manufacturer. Bring that time. a little closer to you. Okay, so I was employed by a class ten manufacturer, which is what is required to build firearms, and I probably built I don't know three or four hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real easy. That's what I've heard. It's a lot cheaper than the sum of the parts are always going to be way less than the whole. You can buy whatever high-end thing, especially with ARs. Like what matters the most is probably your trigger group and your barrel. Other than that, man, you can fucking buy the cheapest thing made. Uh, so what do I think about them as far as like morally and ethically? Mm-hmm. I 
It feel, to me, it feels like a giant loophole. It is a giant loophole. It's an incredibly big loophole. You are allowed to build 10 weapons a year without having to classify yourself as a manufacturer. I believe it's 10. It might be 15. Goddamn. Um, so the only part of those weapons, if we're talking about ARs, that are serialized is the lower receiver. And what is problematic about that is the lower receiver by itself is a block of aluminum with some holes in it. Mm -hmm. No moving parts, nothing. I mean, it's, it's a paperweight. So all the internals that go into that lower receiver and then the, the upper receiver that attaches to it, I mean, that's your, that is your firearm. However, by law, by definition, the only part of that entire thing that is actually a firearm is that receiver. Wow. I had zero clue. And today I saw, I don't know if you saw the story. Uh, there was a kid in, uh, in a 13 year old kid in Stevens County that was ordering the parts, putting them together and selling them. Um, and, and someone tried to rip him off. Oh, go ahead. Someone tried to rip him off. Um, and so he turned with one of his own ghost guns to shoot the guy and shot his sister killed her yeah i just saw this today well shit i know what i'm looking up after this okay so so there's a lot of problems going on right here first of all because the receiver is a firearm it can only okay anybody can mail a gun only an ffl holder can receive a gun mm. anybody can put a gun in the mail fedex and shit will say you can't they're fucking liars they just don't want to deal with the liability yeah, they, they just want to be recused from exactly. it. Exactly. Um, and what you do is to tell people it's not a gun is you literally separate the upper receiver from the lower receiver. I can't tell you how many weapons I've shipped as machine parts because I disassembled them. And by definition, it is no longer a firearm. It's weird. Um, but anyway, there's no way a 13-year-old could legally have these things shipped to his house. You would ha He would have to go and fill out a 4473 each time to transfer the quote-unquote firearm from the dealer to himself. And to have a long gun, you have to be 18. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to know how this works out. That um, was his daddy, the one signing off on these? So I read through this thing earlier. Let's see, it says, uh, it says, a quick, it's not as hard as one might think. A quick internet search, credit card payment, and everything needed to make a firearm can be delivered to the front door. And it's perfectly legal to make your own gun and has been for decades according to federal law. No background checks or proof of age required, so the ghost guns, quote-unquote, are appealing to those too young to buy a gun in a store who are ban or are, for banned, are banned from having weapons, such as convicted felons. The weapons don't have to be registered and no license is needed. Um, but when the so-called ghost guns end up in the wrong hands, they are deadly uh, like any store-bought firearm. In one metro Atlanta community, investigators believe a 13-year-old believe, so that's a big word there, a 13-year-old boy was making guns to sell on the streets when a potential buyer tried to rob him. The boy pulled another gun and fired a shot, but instead of hitting the would-be robber, the boy instead struck and killed his 14-year-old sister, according to Doug oh, it was Douglas County, Douglas County Sheriff Tim Pounds. Okay, now I need to know the definition of a ghost gun. Is it a lower receiver that is so under-machined that it is not considered to be working and therefore is not serialized? 
that's that's how I understood it. Um, let's see. Go so s- so they ship these and they still require a bit of milling, like, and it could be something as simple as not milling, not completely milling through one of the pin pinpoints. So just you- a little file needed kind of thing. Wow. Ghost guns aren't in, aren't new but pose a difficult challenge for law enforcement. They don't they don't have serial numbers and there's no way to track them. Pound said his career in his career he's never come across a child making them for profit, but the story of Kyra's death has now made national headlines and police agencies across the country are reporting similar cases. Okay, here's the thing about low receivers on ARs because they don't actually hold any of the explosive. They don't hold any of the shit that's actually going on. You can mm-hmm. make them out of plastic. So you could literally sit there with your 3D printer and print off I low think that's receivers what, yeah. all day. Well, it, even on something like as, as innocuous as Etsy, where you buy arts and crafts and shit for people, right? You can buy 3D, 3D uh, printable, like anything like if you want the mask from squid game or you want something like that they will send you the file and you just take it to a printer you farm download it. Yep. you download it you take it to a printer farm or if you have a printer yourself you make it at home um and they'll they'll do that shit for you um they said uh, they're showing up all over the place adam skaggs chief of Ca- chief counsel of policy director and policy director of gifford law center told the atlanta journal constitution and there's a reason for their for it they're attractive for kids uh, which is that the whole business model is set up to be able to sell them uh, to those who cannot legally purchase guns. Damn. But yeah, that apparently happened. So they week. are going to be amending that law, which is what they did to get rid of the uh, the the arm braces, the SIG arm brace. Mm-hmm. It's what they've done to make adding... Jeez, there's all kinds of laws. So, like, if you take, if you have a short barrel AR that doesn't have a buttstock and has a barrel of under 16 inches, and you call it a pistol, mm-hmm. if you add a buttstock or a foregrip to it, you have now made it a short barreled rifle, which is a class three weapon. It's like a sawed off. A sawed off shot. A short barrel shotgun is also a class three weapon. Um, there's there's a lot of really weird rules like overall weapon length barrel length and there are ways to get around them so they yeah they will have to change these laws that totally seems feasible that you could literally almost mill a hole all the way through that you could just take a metal punch and finish it off you gotta imagine that's what that's kind of exactly what it is it's kind of like filing down filing down or he's literally sitting there with a 3d printer and just printing off a fucking i mean because again you can order you can go online right now to Palmetto State's a really good website for it, not to give them any bad press. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, and you can go buy an upper kit and a lower kit sans lower receiver. So you can literally get everything you need except that part what was the first yourself. The first 3D printable gun was the 1911, I believe. I think because it, it, it doesn't have a, you know, whatever on it. So, so there was, there's, it's like open source almost. Oh yeah, um, yeah, because the patents were so old. Um, so, but I'm sure there's way more now, obviously. But I think the first one ever was the 1911 pistol. Just because of like metallurgy and shit like that, I'm probably not going to shoot anybody's homemade gun. Yeah. But that's not going to stop other people from using them. And if and if it's this easy to make, they got a problem on their hands. The ATF is going to have to do some uh, 
Yeah. Reclassification. That's the last thing here. Uh, a spokesperson for the ATF told the AJC <laughs> that the agency doesn't use the term ghost guns, but instead calls them privately manufactured weapons. Uh, the agency says those wanting to make their own weapons for themselves can do so legally, and technology such as 3D printing makes it even easier now. But if a gun is made with the intention of selling, that's what's illegal. So this kid, this kid is not yet brought up on weapons charges, but the 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 discoveries they're finding is that he was acquiring these parts, putting these things together, and selling them to people. Um, that thirteen years old. There's like fucking forty kinks in the system. So we've talked about this on here before. Is anytime something like this happens, that that school shooting in Kenosha or wherever, like everybody starts screaming for oh stricter, in Michigan, yeah, yeah, from, in Michigan, uh, everybody starts screaming for stricter gun laws. Mm -hmm. The issue isn't stricter gun laws. The issue is we don't enforce the laws that are already on the books. Um, I mean, the fact that the FBI background check is a fucking call center of, you know, minimum wage paid employees tells you that there's probably a lot of things missed. Uh, Speaking of that Michigan shoot, you hear about those parents? Oh, did you hear about the parents? So, all right, let's get into it. Um, so it is my understanding that the shooter was being horrendously bullied and humiliated on a whole nother level and that the people he shot and killed were the ringleaders. I don't know. Like I, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. So I've been attacked viciously online uh -huh. for asking, just for asking these questions. Yeah. Um, which is always funny to me that people are going to threaten me with death. And it's like, first of all, motherfucker, you don't know who's on the other end of this keyboard. Sure. And secondly, like I'm asking a question, you know, to, so apparently the, the, the head football player that that heroically threw himself in front of the gunman um, was making this kid's life miserable, and the the blonde cheerleader that he killed had duped him into thinking that they were going to date. It's kind of one of those evil tricks you see played in bad eighties movies. Carrie. Yeah, yeah you know what? That's great. Just yeah. like Carrie. Um, and apparently it was this whole group thing of the cool kids picking on the future 40-year-old virgin. Mm. And that that is actually what resulted in the shooting is that he had made some threats at school. And while the school was addressing the threats made, he went and carried out the threats. See, yeah. and But I haven't read that yet. I haven't read that yet. So I'm not totally sure because I try not to – Man, I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I try not to give the person that carries something like that out, you know. Yeah, I'm not trying to give that shooter any, any, any credit. Anything. Um, a judge in Michigan set a $500,000 bond for each for James and Jennifer Crumbly, who have been charged with manslaughter after their 15-year-old son killed four students with a semi-automatic handgun at Oxford County High School. Um, Ethan Crumbly faces murder and terrorism charges. The Crumbly parents were supposed to return or turn themselves in yesterday after prosecutors announced the manslaughter charges, but they instead withdrew $4,000 from an ATM and fled. The couple were found by police early Saturday morning, hiding in a commercial building in Detroit. Uh, they were turned away, by the way, at the Canadian border um, because they, didn't, they weren't vaccinated. They were turned away because they weren't vaccinated. Science, bitches. Uh, they were hiding in a commercial building in Detroit, 40 <laughs> miles south of their home. Uh, Detroit Police Chief James White said uh, at a press conference that the Crumblies have been may have been attempting to flee to Canada. Um, 
As my colleague wrote uh, on Friday, the case against them is a first of its kind in a high-profile school shooting. Um, let's see. Well, we couldn't do it previously because the school shooter's parents are usually murdered. Yeah. Uh, okay. As long as we're on this subject, I would just like to point out that Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty and his parents are now like media darlings. Um, this sets of that, that set a very strange precedent mm. to now be trying to charge parents. Okay. I've always thought that this should probably be the way to go about it is holding the parent. If, if you can't hold the child accountable because they're a child, then you have to hold parents accountable because they are legally accountable for that child's actions until the age of 18. That's just how the fucking laws are written. I'm okay with this, man. Uh, I think that if you don't lock up your firearms and allow easy access to your child, then you are definitely aiding and abetting. Um, it's maliciously. It's, no, but you knew that that possibility existed. Well, and, and especially if you look at kind of some of the details they put forward here. It's like, uh, let's say, according to the criminal complaint, um, the Sig Sauer 9mm pistol that Ethan used to kill his fellow student was purchased by James Crumbly, his dad, at a local gun store with his son present on November 26, four days before the shooting. Um, Ethan posted on social media, just got my new beauty today, the same day, and he's along with photos of him holding the gun. Um, and then quote mom and son, uh, Sunday testing out the new Christmas present. Jennifer Crumbly posted on social media the following day, <laughs> the day before the attack, an Oxford high school teacher had observed Ethan searching for ammunition on his cell phone during class. Um, and, uh, let's see. The, uh, the school worried, uh, the worried school officials contacted his parents via phone and email and got no response from the Crumblies. Shortly after that outreach, Jennifer ex exchanged text messages with her son, Ethan. LOL, I'm not mad at you, she allegedly texted to Ethan. You have to learn not to get caught. By the morning of the school shooting, graphically violent images that Ethan had drawn in class prompted school officials to convene an urgent meeting with the Crumblies and their son at the school. In his backpack, Ethan had the Sig Sauer and dozens of rounds of ammunition, according to prosecutors. Whether the parents may have suspected or been aware of that is unknown. But according to McDonald, they did not ask about the whereabouts of the newly purchased weapon or inspect Ethan's backpack. They left the high school, refusing a recommendation to take Ethan with them. He then returned to the classroom, said investigator, and, and then they further determined that the gun had been stored in an unlocked drawer in the Crumbly home, uh, and prosecutors have not alleged that the parents were aware of Ethan's plan to kill. That's some damning evidence right there. That's fucked up, though. They, to be they, like they, they took zero opportunities presented with dozens of them they took fuck man choosing to pull four thousand dollars from an atm and run to canada it doesn't look good <laughs> it's really short-sighted uh it doesn't look good at all but like the fact that all that went down in this like what what else could the school have done what else like where's the school resource officer at 
I don't I'd like I don't know. Like I have no idea. I don't know if it's if it's one of those fucking towns. Like you got those towns that don't have that shit. Like they've just got it's just a school. When we went to school, did we have a like did we have a regularly a resource officer that was just chilling the fuck out? Like looking at images of that school and the kids that were going there, it just looked like where we went to school. It looked like you know, our days of high school. So it's just kind of like like all those flags and like the school being like, hey, why don't you take your son home? And then like later on, he shoots up the school like. Ugh. OK, two trains of thought here. And we will come back to the parents. Sure. It's because schools are powerless. It's because mm. we've taken all of the power from the schools and made them made their rules unenforceable. I mean, the worst they can do is send you home. And if the parents refuse to take you home, they can't do anything else. Do your fucking job and babysit my kid. So right? I, for years, wanted to be a teacher. Had a lot, have a lot of educators in my family. Got a lot of friends that are educators. I think it's a very noble thing. Um, it's kind of for all the shit I gave teachers. Maybe I can give some back. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a close friend was convincing me otherwise and the straw that broke the camel's back what got me to agree that education is probably not for me was told me of just a few weeks into school have a problem child this is high school so without really you know escalating the issue the teacher emailed the student's mother you know, just, hey, I wanted to let you know I have a bit of a problem. You know, this has become an issue. You know, anything that we can do to, you know, rectify this issue, whatever. Right. The response back was no heading, no closing. When he's at school, he's your problem. And that just just encapsulated all of the, you know, the uphill battle that I would be facing. And, man, it's we, – we made the schools powerless to discipline our kids while refusing to discipline them at home and then complaining when they act out. Well, and refusing to fund them on a level to where they can, well, where well, they can discipline them. I mean, fuck. To afford even let, that let's, resource Let's talk officer. about Jody Heiss for a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because we keep electing these people that keep telling us that education isn't important. It also correlates with the people that tell us that science isn't important. So let that be a note to all well, of you. And let's think about the message that's going out to youth in seeing a person like that reach a position of authority like that and not be checked at, in, whatsoever and not be smacked down by us, by the system, you know, to be like, no, there is a standard here. And like to have them be like, nope, there's no standard here. I made it. And I'm just, you know, some dumb hick that happened to have the right amount of money that got me there. Let's think about Paul Brown. Let's think about like, Anyone like that, Marjorie Taylor Greene, anyone like that. I mean, Andrew Clyde's a fucking Canadian, and he's got all these butt fuck idiot Georgians thinking he's one of theirs. Like, what a fucking screw job, man. He's got all of these backwoods hillbilly rejects voting for this fucking Canadian. Like this, <laughs> this twacked out autistic like just wreck of a human being and he's got them all convinced that that he's one of them 
And the truth is, is I've, I mean, I've described Andrew Clyde like this to people. Like, man, he wouldn't piss on his own mother if she was on fire. Yeah. But I get Marjorie Green Taylor. I, I mean, we, we're talking about carpetbaggers. Mm-hmm. We're literally talking about people who have come south to take advantage They're marketing of experts. the undereducated fools that are here to be taken advantage of. Yeah. And, and nobody even questions them. They just get right in line when they say something. You know, all it takes is saying something about Mexicans are taking our jobs or the black man's raping our women or the it's, gay it's, agenda. The gay agenda is here to ruin our babies. Like, yeah, it's it's able to shake your hand in just the right way to where they're looking. Like you get those people to look the other like, oh, what's over here? The white man has to be afraid is the rallying cry for all of it. Yeah. Be afraid, white man. Be afraid, white woman. Jesus Christ, is this the 20s again? It, yes. Fuck. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, just not the 20s I was meaning it to be. Right. Every hundred years, I baby. Mean, you get people, <laughs> once again, running on these platforms that are just based in bigotry and hate. And it's obviously our education system has done so poorly that we forgot somewhere along the way that Nazis are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And that they are to be humiliated and ridiculed and and violently fucking eradicated, and instead we're we're praising them like they got a freedom of speech. Man. It's like yeah, a freedom of speech to deny others rights. <laughs> like that's what I've never understood. Like, look, I get it. You can say what you want, but like we've always talked about. You and I have always talked about talk shit get hit. Like very much like look, you can say what you want, but you better be ready for the fallout. Um, but like, I've never really been all about the freedom of speech of a group that wants to deny another group of something like, it's like, well, I, like I get, I get you have the right to say that, but at the same time, you are saying some shit that denies other people, you know, either, either their, their, their quality of life. I mean, you, any of that, your, your personal rights and freedoms stop the moment they begin to infringe on somebody else's. Yeah. And that is what is not in force. It's that, nuts. That is what is not, it, it's not being upheld here. Uh, get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that should be the recourse. You shouldn't have to be legal. Like you should just get your ass kicked and that won't be an issue anymore. Yeah. Um, talked about this earlier off the air. Like how do people like Trump get to be where they are? They've been hiding behind their money and their privilege their whole entire life that nobody's ever had an opportunity to kick their ass and humble them. You know, the guy that kicked their ass then got beat up by five bodyguards. Yeah. Like, it's... And probably got disappeared. Probably got disappeared. <laughs> got um, yeah. You know, with, with enough money, you can avoid karma. You know, with, with, with enough money and enough power and... God, and a lack of humanity and a lack of good, you can, you can get away and do whatever the fuck you want, you know, and and have people cheer you while you do it. Uh, I mean, dude, watching Marjorie Green Taylor speak is like it's like taking fucking clips out of the Nuremberg rallies. Um, well, it, it and it's while simultaneously like watching Monty Python, like it's it's that level of. But only because I can't Ridiculous. believe it's happening right. in the here and now. 
not because of what she's saying is so far-fetched, because she's just saying what hate mongers have been saying since we crawl out of caves. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that we're still listening. It's the fact that she she's found enough people to... I mean, her election validates her views. Her opinions are validated by her you know, constituents backing her and cheering for her when she says anything derogatory. Like, well, well, and let's not pretend like the attention that she gets from her opposition is just as valuable as the attention she gets from her, from 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 her from her like supporters. I think because it's more visibility. I think that we're to the point that it's a party of bullies that take pride in being pointed out that they're bullies. Yeah. Like whereas whereas a, at one point in time you'd be ashamed to be called be out as a bully. Ashamed to be a bully. You'd be ashamed to be a Nazi. But now all of a sudden it's a rallying cry. When I mean when the president refuses to denounce white hate groups. It's intoxicating when you have a large amount of people cheering for you and how much you can If you've been look searching aside. for validity, if you've been living in the shadows for my my lifetime. All of a sudden, man, you've got you've got your argument has been validated. Why? Because the president of the United States is agreeing with your your awful, horrid stances on human rights, and then people cheer. You know, it. I remember as a kid, especially in history class, it was you know, how did the Nazis come to power? How is this allowed to happen? How in the fuck are you letting somebody round up your neighbors? And it's real easy. You know, you, you, you divide and conquer. You know, you convince one side that they have something to be afraid of from the other side. And it doesn't matter if it's manufactured or not. Then mm. once the fear takes hold, that's all, that's all that matters. You know, nobody's coming to get you. Nobody's coming to get your guns. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a founded fear. In fact, it's probably better if it's not. It's probably better if it's not easily disproven. Well, no one's also coming to get your guns, quote unquote, until gun companies need more money. You notice that? Right now, I mean, I don't know about right now, but I know I know during the pandemic leading up to about now, it's been hard to find ammo. It's been hard to, you know what I'm saying? It's like supply chain issues. It is people that have been stockpiling and shit. I mean, dude, there, there, there are people out there that are going to brag to you about, oh, I got a million rounds buried in my backyard. I had a guy not long ago, man, I was looking into buying an old uh, Gen 1 Miata, and he had had it parked for a long time, and somebody put me in contact with this guy, and immediately he was a fucking good old boy, and I knew I was in for it when he recognized me from selling guns. And started in with his good old boy rhetoric because everybody just assumes that because I'm good with a gun that I'm obviously. Oh, you're going to listen to my bullshit. Yeah. Let's talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, so there's nothing more that a bullshitter loves than a new person that they think will listen to their bullshit. And he had the typical, oh, I almost joined the military. I mean, all those stories that all of those armchair pieces of shit like Donald Trump loved to spin. Oh, I would have been a Navy SEAL, but I can't handle people yelling at me. Okay, fat boy. You know, (laughs) I want you to fucking eat an apple and tell me you're not diabetic, you piece of shit. Oh, oh, I would have been a Navy SEAL. Motherfucker, swim. (laughs) Uh, So 
as 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 I played the part that I had to play because I was trying to get a deal, he started to get a little further out there with his jokes. Um, I mean, made some comment about oh god, you know, only fags drive Miatas, and then made some, and then I so I went with well, I've got a bunch of guns and ammo for trade, you know, and you're a fucking dirty redneck. I'm sure you're interested in that. And he told me that he didn't want to pay George. George Floyd prices. Oh. And yeah, I didn't know how to respond to that. So I waited about 24 hours after that comment, and then I just fucking tore into him uh, in, in the fashion that I do. And I was still, though, just stunned that this random fucking stranger yeah. would just assume that I'm really uncomfortable with the fact that people think that they can say something like that without fear of retribution, without fear of retaliation. I would hope that when people, I would hope that people in my presence would expect to get the fucking wrath of God if they ever talked like that around me. Right. And it is alarming to me that people think it's acceptable now. Mhm. Well, like you said before, when your when your nation's leader has given you the okay, the green it's been, light. It's been justified now. Um all those, you know, all that closeted hatred that you've hid for so long, it's now acceptable to get it out. Uh, throw it around, throw up a Nazi salute, wear swastikas. No, it's it's a joke to put on swastikas. Yeah. It's like, I just want to see what people will do. And it's like, well, you go to the wrong areas of society and people will punch the shit out of you. My fa- One of my favorite videos from like the past fucking five years was that one Nazi guy trying to reason with the really tall, angry black guy that knocked him the just fuck out. out. Oh, he's just like, he's like, now wait a minute. Swam. <laughs> wait a minute. And the guy punched right through his upward, upward like palms. Like, wait, let's, let's be civilized about this. Nope. It's like the guys that stormed the Capitol and then thought they could go back to work on Monday. Oof. They think that there's, they think that they can get away with it. I mean, they kind of got away with it, but. Some of them didn't. Ah, man, six months, whatever. <laughs> they should, I mean, they should all be executed. They, and, they, they, they should execute the Capitol cops that didn't do anything. They should execute everybody that crossed that threshold. And the, and that was the that was the thing that that uh, brought uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene to my attention again this week is like whoever decides to put a fucking microphone in front of her and a camera is just stupid because she was just like talking about so you're talking about oh well all the people who all of the patriots who are being held for their for for their alleged actions on January sixth are in prison being pumped full of critical race theory. And I was like, have you ever been in a prison? No. Like, do you ever, do, do you even know? Some of the guys like, she fucked on the side have probably been in prison. So that's about it. But, but like, do you even understand that nobody in that facility has the time to sit down with these idiots and talk to them about anything, much less critical race theory? Re-education in prisons. Bitch, you must be high. And it's just kind of like, 
to to just have the fucking. But again, there's no basis to that truth. But now everybody is fucking convinced that they're hundred percent, and and they're and they're pissed off about it. And when you ask them why they're pissed off about it, they can't tell you why they're pissed off about it. Well, they're prisoners of war. Oh my they're prisoners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're treating it like. Did you read that article about the? Oh, yeah. I sent it. I sent it to you and Banshee and like these guys who are just like they're they're they they're saying they're in uh, they're POWs. They're saying that they are you know that they are wrongly you know imprisoned for you know shit that they that is patriots. A field trip gone awry. You know that that's you know that's what Andrew Clyde kept calling it. You know just shit like that. It's. It was not, not that far outside of a normal day at the Capitol is also what he said. Yes. Yes. Kind of like, oh, yeah. Shit smeared on the walls and people with their feet kicked up in senators offices. Yeah. That sounds like a normal day. I mean, laptops I, being I, stolen. I watched that video of that Capitol cop shooting that lady like 500 times. And I just giggled and giggled and giggled. Every time that she tried to go through the window and then her body blows back from the force of the impact, I'm just like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? <laughs> like, as I keep watching it on loop, because it's funny. In your, but to what you were saying earlier, it was someone who was just like, they're not going to do anything to me. No one else has punched me in the face. So I'm going to just do this thing. And then all of a sudden, reality meets meets the uh, the unexpected, right? I mean, somebody finally took it real serious. Somebody finally took it as seriously as they should the entire time. And it was also weird to me watching the 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 reaction of the people around her after she was shot. Like, yeah. everybody was so fucking surprised, which, man. Let, what did you think was going to happen? Let me tell you, if you really go into war and you really want to feel like what it's like in combat, dude, you keep fucking moving when the person next to you drops. Yeah. You don't stop and cry, you fucking bitches. Yeah. Like, Climb over the top. You keep going, man. You go into that deadly funnel and you keep pushing through until people stop dropping dead in front of you. Like it, the, you overwhelm with numbers. The, the at the first sign of problem, they literally started screaming like children. The first person to fight back, you know, as, as typical of a crowd of bullies, you know, they're all big and bad until somebody fights back. And. And that was it. There, there was no, there was no, you know, staged battle. That, that was the end of it. They shot that chick, and it quickly went downhill from there. Yeah, it started unraveling at that point, real quick. Um, and then all, the- and all these people that again want, want to play, want to play innocent. Oh, I did not intend for this to happen. I was just drug along in the events of the day. The, the <laughs> events of the day made you scale a 40-foot wall and yeah. crawl over broken glass? Yeah. Like, what? What? But these, made, you, made you pummel pummel a fucking police officer in the same face? same people would watch any media coverage of the Katrina riots, let's say. And those people aren't patriots. They're fucking lawless thugs that need to be put down. But when they're a bunch of white dudes in face paint, like Braveheart, like again, these motherfuckers aren't part of reality, man. What what do they call it? The QAnon shaman? The shaman. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw a blurb from one of the uh one of the lawyers that went in to start interviewing these guys when all this shit first went down. 
And he thought that he was speaking off the record, but he was quoted as talking about how low the overall intelligence was of all of these people, that these people were all stupid, that most of these people did not realize the vastness of the, of the shit pile they had just stepped in. They did not, they could not grasp the graveness of the reality that they had now entered. Yeah, you combine you combine low IQ with mob mentality, and oh, Real you get some people that will just do some stupid shit, thinking that everybody around me is cheering, so I must be doing something right. You know, I mean, they're literally waving Blue Lives Matter flags and have blue li- have the blue line patches on as they're stomping a cop to death. Pummeling him in the face with a fire hydrant like, or a fire, a fire extinguisher. None of that was lost on me. Yeah. None of the, the irony of the entire situation. Of, Back the blue. While how I many know, of those places do you avoid? By the way, I don't go to any of them. Um, basically, man, if you tell me you're a bootlicker, I'm not going to do business with you. Yeah. Uh, anybody that joins law enforcement in the last ten years is a bootlicking piece of shit. If you wanted to make a difference, you'd be a caseworker. You want to shoot minorities and stomp out people, you go be a cop. It's proven. What happens to bad cops? Well, they fucking resign before charges are filed, and then they go to the next county over. That's what happens with cops. Um, I mean, I stopped carrying guns for bad guys a long time ago. Like I realize that if I ever have to use my firearm, it's probably going to be against somebody with a badge or somebody with a government declaration. Um, you know, people talk a lot of shit, man. You try no knock warrant on me, there's going to be dead bodies stacked up. You're not allowed to do those things, and just because somebody else says you can still doesn't make it right. The number of cop shootings are going to continue to increase as long as police say they're at war i guarantee you the constituents will wage that war if i was a black man i would absolutely be carrying a gun to protect myself against the police i'm a white man and i carry a gun to protect myself against the police you know the the cops wear those guns for their protection not yours. Mm-hmm. Those cops have those dash cams and those body armor cameras for their protection, not for yours. How often are those cameras turned off right before that cop oversteps his boundaries? Because again, they know what to do. They're trained on that, people. Right? I used to teach law enforcement how to do their job. You teach certain things like car takedowns. There are things you do step-by-step process that you do it every time to protect the cop, not to protect the person. Cops are taught to go home by any means necessary. They are taught that it is okay to shoot you if they're scared. If it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Right. If fearing for their life is good enough to shoot me, then fearing for my life is damn well good enough to shoot them. Shoot now, figure it out later. Hey, man, better be tried by 12 than carried by 6. If I'm ever going to have to make a split-second decision of whether I'm going to go home or not because somebody wanted to stop me for a traffic violation, I promise you, I will go home. I don't come to any of these realities easily. Um, 
again, I spent 10 years training law enforcement after I got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, I really like some guys that are in law enforcement. I also know a whole bunch of fucking scumbags yeah. that are protected by the badge. And they joke about it. Um, and if soci- society's refusal to do something about it, the fact that police departments refuse to let anybody but police investigate them for wrongdoing shows you that there's something wrong with the system. Any time that a law enforcement agency is presented with letting a civilian organization police them, letting civilians, much like we do with jury duty, you know, anytime a cop steps out of line, you don't let fucking cops look at it. You let civilians look at it and examine the case. Right, right. If that's if that's good enough for but you know the regular person that has not. to go on trial, like why isn't that good enough for cops? Because you become a cop to abuse the law, not to uphold it. And they could prove me right if there were less shit cops out there. I understand that my opinion is very unpopular, but it's hard fought. And I've got more experience than most anybody else in this in this field. Um, I turned down all the offers I got from law enforcement agencies because I knew even even in my early twenties that I could not I could not police people for things that I did not believe in myself. I'm not going to take somebody's freedom for fucking weed. I'm not going to take somebody's freedom for cocaine. Yeah. You know, putting a baby in a microwave is a totally different thing. We will take your freedom for that. But putting somebody in jail for not paying child support, putting somebody in jail for having five speeding tickets or something, putting somebody in jail because they didn't show up to their fucking court date for a nonviolent offense. It's not about the law. It's about tax collecting. It's about fund collecting. And as long as this continues, as long as there is no one overseeing what they're doing, you know, arcade for years was the speed trap of this area and nobody can do anything about it. Um, what changed there, by the way? Because it's not like it was. I mean, it's I'm still, still bad. bad. It's still really bad. So what changed was, is it's a Georgia, I don't know if it's exactly a law, but the state of Georgia does not process traffic tickets under for under 10 miles an hour over because it's not worth the money while Arcade was still riding those. I mean, they, they would ticket you for three over. And so that brought, you know, internal investigations or whoever. And the sheriff not just was doing that, but had like six or seven impounded cars that he had given to his girlfriends and mistresses. A couple of girlfriends and mistresses were living in like impounded apartments or stuff like that, like seized locations. Um, He was also doing things like buying $3,000 personal sidearms and writing them off on like city letterhead. Dude, people love... Love power. And again, I, I experienced all that while working for Andrew Clyde. Those are his business associates. Jesus. And again, who told me that the cops were crooked? The other cops. Like I didn't come up with any of this info just by watching these dudes and making it up. Like The cops that I hired that worked for me would tell me who the p- other piece of shit cops were. 
Well, and that's the other thing too. I think anybody who gets into being, it, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't say it like that. Not anybody who gets into it, but the people I have known that have gotten into being a cop for the right reasons, like, hey, I want to make, you know, I want to protect this place. I want to, I want to do some good. They, they ultimately end up washing out because a, the other cops don't like a goody two shoe. And if you don't go along with what everyone else is doing, they're going to make your life really fucking hard and make it unbearable and you leave, you know? And and there's there's several instances, you know? So if you were a good cop, you wouldn't be a cop for long. Right. A three-letter agency would snag you up pretty quickly. Right. That is just the way it goes. Beat cops probably have about an 80 IQ. That's probably what you're looking at with the guys in the red and blacks and stuff, or the, the white and blacks. Your average street cop is not that intelligent. Well, because the smart ones get pulled up into the higher ranks, or like you said, pulled over to another agency. The GBI snags them right out of fucking graduation. Like, that's how it works. If you graduate at the top of your class, you ain't going on the street, man. And because I think there's becoming more of a separation of intelligent people joining law enforcement... You're, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. You get a lot of people that they couldn't get they couldn't get you to listen without that gun and a badge. They would never be able to convince you to do something without having to use force. Uh you're not getting people that are going to be able to talk folks out of a bad situation. Right. You're getting, yeah, the de-escalation is not usually on their first. That's not what gets their dicks hard. Their dicks get hard when they think they hopefully get to shoot somebody. Oh yeah. And we've always, we've all talked to, and, and you know, we've all talked to a, not, not, I mean, I guess, yeah, cop or, you know, anybody in a security position of power that's just like, I'm going to yell you down now. I'm going to yell you down. And like, even if you're trying to be completely rat, like, look, look, okay, I'm sorry. You know, like, look, I, I, I fucked up and I didn't, you know, they're still, they haven't, they haven't finished yelling at you. There's a lot of ego with this. There's a lot of unchecked aggression. Uh, I mean, you're taking a lot of guys that were, either bullied or were bullies in turn growing up. And now you've given them a badge and a gun and not much oversight and very little training. Uh, and little to no retraining. I'm sure <laughs> there's no money in it, man. Uh, <laughs> they're there to collect. They're there to collect fines. Yeah. They're not there to deescalate situations. What well, do you think? Do you think a lot of agencies or a lot of departments, I should say, um, just kind of throw bodies at a situation. Oh, like, absolutely. Uh, Gwin more, more, more manpower. Gwinnett County is largely known as one of the worst places in the state to get a job as law enforcement, but it's also, I believe, the largest agency in the state is Gwinnett County mm -hmm. Sheriff's Department, and they have. I mean, there's a hiring event going on seven days a week. They can't stay staffed. Um, because what happens is you get on in Gwinnett and then anybody else that offers you a job, you take it. Uh, UGAPD for years and years had that kind of 
reputation. Uh, they were literally the guys that no other agency would pick up. I'm sure there was a lot of nobility in law enforcement once upon a time, but actually probably not. It's probably always been a sheriff of Nottingham type thing or a Wyatt Earp who actually only shot the people that owned rival gambling establishments and stuff like that, as it turns out. Or that story that The Rock did of Walking Tall. Yeah. That that Army Airborne vet that comes home and straightens up town and then becomes sheriff. <laughs> well, what he actually did was open up his own drug ring and gun running ring and run out the other ones. That's the <laughs> truth of that story. That that noble sheriff. Yeah. The truth is, is he killed those guys unjustly to make it easier for him to run drugs, guns, and prostitutes. How wild is that? I mean, it just depends on who tells the story. It kind of brings it back full circle, man. Like if Marjorie Green Taylor tells you it's one way and you don't bother to look for another way, it's good enough. Yeah. They're teaching critical race theory to those guys. <laughs> what would happen if critical race theory was taught and you learned that Christopher Columbus was actually, actually just this like scumbag piece this of shit, scumbag, like genocide inducing piece of shit. And that the, the pilgrims for the most part were like these pedophiles and rapists and absolute scumbags that were being pushed out of England and forced to go somewhere else. Like it's all, they're all made to sound so incredibly noble do you remember like all, like coming through school and all the all the like I remember learning about we I remember learning about Andrew Jackson and being so disgusted that nothing about cholera blankets or any of that shit was covered. What's covered is he's the hero of the Battle of New Orleans and because of that we were able to secure the uh Louisiana Purchase. And wow. and, and the fact that it's just like the 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 way the way everything was framed for the pilgrims, the Puritans. It was like the Puritans. Like, Holy yeah, shit. Exactly. Burning people at the stake. You're so extreme that they're throwing you out of England, which is which is already kind of at the time religious extreme anyway. Like to to be like, <laughs> Holy shit, you guys You're too are much so, for King James. Man. Yeah, you're too much for them. So that's what they sent you away. But like the fact that it's just like, oh yeah. Christopher Columbus was a great man who came over and found America and blah, blah, blah. And it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you're leaving out all the parts where he just brutally massacred, you know, people, tortured them. I mean, we leave out the Spanish conquistadors. We leave the Inquisition. Out, yeah. I mean, just all of that is just and it's it's not even talked about. It's like it didn't happen you know they're like oh we're not whitewashing history i mean you're right you're not whitewashing it you're not ever even bringing it up mm. like it never happened um i mean i don't remember ever really getting into america's involvement into the triangle slave trade getting how you know we were we were forcing the slave trade to be what it was because we were refusing to use updated farming techniques you know, it was, it was, e <laughs> <laughs> again, we're justifying slavery. We're making it okay to be a Nazi. It gets dark quick. It really does. It gets dark real quick. Which is probably why I'm glad I'm not on Facebook so much. You talked about it earlier. Like there's now a lot of ignorance that I'm not exposed to every day. Yeah. Um, Getting away from it helps a lot. 
I, I believe so. I think that my my day to day outlook on life is not. I mean, it's not great, but it's not as bad as it could be. Well, there and there's just there's a concentration depending on what you go looking for. I mean, so That's so true. so obviously you 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 would go out and you'd be like, let me find the idiots and go call them idiots, right? Like let let me let me see what's the what the fuck's going on. And so Facebook sees what you're interacting with. It doesn't really care how you're interacting with it. But it's like, hey, this gets an interaction from him, so we're gonna throw more of the stupid shit in front of him, um, and 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 you get you get what 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 happens for you, like so you just get more pissed off, and you're like, I need to fight they're just, more. They're just feeding the mental illness, right? They're just they're just feeding into it because you know that's what you interact with. Um, no different than me liking a post with some puppies on it, like it's like, oh, this guy likes puppies. We're gonna put more puppies All in front the of the puppies. Yeah, right. Um. And yeah, I just, so for the longest time, and I even talked about it on the podcast for many years, I would purposely not block people. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go at war with anyone, but I'd be like, look, I need to make sure I know this is still here, right? I was talking to a friend about this uh, last week. Um, you know, he lives in Germany and he, you know, he, but he ha- kind of has a similar view, like the weed, uh, like looking at, you know, looking at the way people act online and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I used to really, I don't want to call it pride myself, but I would, I, I used to really go out of my way to make sure, look, I don't agree with this person and I could easily mute them or block them or unfriend them or whatever. But I, I tried to go out of my way not to do that for the longest time, just so I wouldn't silo myself. And because, because they, the, the algorithm sees that too. Oh, they don't like what this person is posting, so we're going to stop showing them that much of this. Um, so, but then I realized, especially at, at, in the last, certainly since the pandemic, last couple of years, right? I've been like, I know that stuff's there anyway. Like, I don't need to keep reminding myself that it's there or have something showing me that it's there because I know full well and good that it's there. Like, I don't know why I had this urge to, to, allow it to just kind of sit in front of my face all the time. So now I'm just kind of like, "Mm, this is stupid. I don't want to see any more of this. I don't care about seeing this because other, other mediums do a good enough job of showing me (laughs) that that kind of ignorance exists out there. Not without, without seeing someone's dumb opinion. That's that they think, Oh, this is my TV show. I'm going to show it off. You know, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't take, I scroll the headlines and I, try to avoid the clickbait but it's i mean the news in general does a good enough job of just showing you how much bullshit is out there every day without me needing the uneducated without needing to add my uneducated opinion to Mm. everyone else's um i mean i certainly wasn't doing the you know the good lord's work well and especially because there's certain things that you brought this up at the very beginning of the podcast and we can kind of round out with this. Like there's certain things that as soon as you see them, there's no amount of reasoning. Like you're, you're, you're done. You're seeing red. Like I'm going after this person because I can't put up with the ignorance. I can't put up with the stupidity. Like you, you're just like, I, 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 you get no chances with me. I'm fine with that. And you go after it. And for some reason, I would rather do that than fade silently away. Sure. I want you to know why I'm no longer paying attention. Right. Um, 
because I don't think enough people do that. I think enough people just pull their business and don't tell you why they're pulling their business. Well, and that, and that silence in a way is, is taken as, I guess this is okay. No one's saying anything to me. I guess I can keep saying it. And that's where you get to the Marjorie Taylor greens, right? And that's where you get to, you know, people that'll just talk so much shit without fear of getting shot by Capitol police. <laughs> only white people in America, man. Like only white people in America would be that, that secure. The only people that I ever see acting in that same way are people who haven't had enough life under their belt. They're teenagers. Usually the rioters and Katrina, those, those lawless thugs and hoodlums wouldn't nobody bat an eye. And again, like, they're not going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe that cop shot me as I danced on top of his burning police cruiser. Like, you didn't hear that. When now the argument is like, I can't believe those cops shot that lady as she threw herself through the barricaded window screaming for blood. Like, what are you kidding? After the police with guns pointed at her, like, stop advancing. Like, like do you yeah. want to know how you get shot? That, that, that is how you get shot. That is, a, that is as justified a police killing as you're ever going to come across. Well, and here's the thing. They they probably put up with her way longer than they would have put up with someone that wasn't ever a white lady. Ever. Um, <laughs> she probably had a good 20, 30 minutes longer than anyone else would have. <laughs> I mean, how far do you think a the, the fucking million man march would have gotten if they would have decided to storm the Capitol building? Mm. Holy shit, that would have been a massacre. Yeah. People would have driven in to take shots. Well, what about the comparisons that that like that side draws to like, well, you know, we're just trying to march like everyone else did in the past. <laughs> uh, glasses came off. <laughs> who was the guy that did uh, uh Matthew McConaughey did the movie uh, Harper's Ferry, um, John J the John Brown raid. Mm -hmm. I heard somebody liken it to that that fight for freedom, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, it. How is that lost on you? Like one guy was literally fighting against the very, the very roots of. of Wait, you're fighting of your for the democracy yeah. that just didn't go the way you wanted it to this time around. Like that's what you're doing. It, it doesn't make sense. It's the half American flag, the half rebel flag that you'll see flying. Oh, I saw one the other day. I saw one on the way down to Macon the other day. I mean, bro. There's, there's one or the other. Like, literally, those are as con conflicting an idea, ideas as you can find. I, I wanted to, and I even told Chris this, I was like, I wish there was a way to just pull over right now just to, just to show the child, because she's so young, she wouldn't understand, but she'd be like, look at this stupid bullshit. This is a young child, we don't say her name, young child, this is a stupid motherfucker. This is what we like to call a stupid motherfucker right here, because you're talking about two absolutely con conflicting ideas ideas in a flag it's like it's like a i don't i don't even know and what that to guy like would to. try to justify it and be like well i'm a you know rebel by birth american by the great or whatever yeah and it's like bro i i hear you and that's kind of catchy but there's no truth to any of that yeah like just because it makes a jingle or a cool bumper sticker doesn't mean there's a shred of reality there uh Fuck, man. I mean, you know, you see people. Rebel by birth. American by choice. Remember the, I mean, we've probably talked about this on, past, on the last podcast, but remember that picture I sent you of that one truck? Yes. 
Oh, you know, you know the it. truck? I know exactly the truck you're talking about. <laughs> Bring it. I, and I and sometimes I even say it to myself when I'm driving down the road. I was like, I, I'm. If I see if I see a Trump sticker or if I see like just anything that is clearly, oh, you just this is your subtle way of saying I'm a racist motherfucker. That's exactly it. Leadership and masculinity. Bringing leadership and masculinity back. Nothing about that guy says leadership or masculinity to me. No. Nothing about him. <laughs> I, dirty, I, dirty rat and fucking whatever. Like, I don't even want to say femininity. It's just, it's just cowardice. To me, this is like watching meth heads say that they also support the, the, the police. It's it's I'm back the blue. I'm back the blue, man, and I'm like as you're whistling through your teeth. As they have an ankle monitor on. Amazing. I'm gonna be honest. So in my travels back and forth across the country, um, we stopped in Little Rock, maybe, and it was like New Year's Eve. Oh. And so there's and we got in town just in time for their big fireworks display, and our hotel was was facing the square in downtown, and we were able to watch the fireworks well this guy on on our floor comes down and starts talking to me i guess i was still smoking at this time so he asked me for a light and i'm only going to assume that he noticed the gun i was wearing and just assume that i was probably law enforcement but he goes into like this 15 minute tirade he seems a bit messed up uh about how pro-police he is, and it isn't until we're headed back to the room that I notice he has an ankle monitor on. <laughs> that he is on probation or parole living at that hotel. Amazing, isn't it? It just kind of summed it all up. I was like, that dude is convinced that he's a... that, that Like, that guy probably votes Republican. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? While going to the pain clinic. Can you imagine? I can't. That's a, that's a whole other can of worms we can't even open tonight. But that, and maybe that is it. Whenever somebody can figure out how you can be that disassociated, like let me know, dude. I I, I want to know the recipe. Like not not so I can do it, just so I can understand it. Because that's what most of this is about. I'm really frustrated with my lack of understanding with that. I mean, if there's anything like, and I know like no no point in history is is special in the grand scheme, right? No point in history, like. This is all stuff that has happened before, but like it always feels like, and this could just be the hubris of, well, my generation, blah, blah, blah. But it feels like there's an extra special, at least for our known lifetime, an extra special psychological and sociological study that can be done about this point in time. And I know people are doing it. We finally enabled everyone, almost everyone, and a large percentage of the world to have information at their fingertips, things that were kept for them forever and ever and ever. They were only available to people of, you know, vast wealth who had the money to send their kids away to these schools. To read you know, a lot of books. To you didn't, you know, education was reserved for people that didn't have to fucking work for a living. And now it's everywhere, but yet it's still so ignored. Like, that's the thing that gets me. That's where my lack of understanding like yeah. but but you can do better mm -hmm. easily but, but you choose to spend your time on tiktok 
or you choose to spend your time doing all this stuff. And and look, a lot of it is people just seeking distractions because they're working hard every day. They're just like, and they're just want to come home and they want to turn their brain off. And I get that. It's the reason why movies are around. It's the reason why, reason why TV shows are around. But damn, like if you're going to jump into the fray and 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 go to go to war online with people about stuff, like at least have taken the time and have the respect to sit back and read about it and have a point to bring to the table. Because a lot of people don't have that. I require more than just your your opinion. Like your opinion's a good start, but what else you got? Yeah. And if you can't give me more than that, then yeah, I don't have time give, for you. Give me more than your than your one line talking point. I've all, I've always said this on on the on this podcast especially like if you really want to get down into whether a person knows what they're talking about or not just go a few questions deep on them that's all you usually have to do because then they don't know there's a there's a great clip that I just saw like a couple weeks ago where um there you know uh, I think it's Jordan Klepper he's the guy that always goes out and like does the on the street stuff and he goes and went up and talked to this guy that was protesting about critical race theory being taught in schools and. He said, so you think critical race theory is a really bad thing, right? He's like, oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's probably the worst thing that ever happened in education. It's like, well, could you tell me what that's about? Like, what is critical race theory? And the guy was just like, I, I just know it's bad. Like, he couldn't explain even what it is. And it's just kind of like, God damn, man. And again, we've made that okay. We have made that acceptable. It's all right. That's okay. You know, you, it's cool to be ignorant, but you just have to yell louder. So say, as long as he's yelling, though, you just have to seriously. yell louder. <laughs> God damn! It's the Stephen A. Smith thing. Just, just scream over and over again, dude. We could talk for another three hours. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think we need to roll, roll it up, though. We probably do. One of these days, I'm going to do a happy podcast. I promise. We, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're due. <laughs> I feel like we're due, but I think we are. It's it's our problem because we let so much time pass that we're just like I've built all this up inside of me. Let's let it out right now. That's okay. I though. mean, we even barely talked about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing or the fact that the judge dismissed all three charges that he could have been convicted on the day before the jury went into deliberation. But anyway, well, yeah, we got well, we got ghost <laughs> guns in all that good stuff. Uh, I got to go look into that, Jeremy. That is that is nuts, dude. dude I mean, if that if that's a legit loophole and that's how they're doing it. I mean, one, it's genius, and two, it's going to be real tough to stop that. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Especially if you got 13-year-olds just ordering half-finished receivers. Ugh. Just got to file them down a little bit. God, That's all you got to do. Um, Zach, thanks for hanging out tonight. I really appreciate it. Guys, if you want to follow the uh, the social media of the show, it's at Lopez Radio. And, of course, I stream on Twitch uh, usually Sundays and Wednesdays if you want to come hang out and uh, talk some shit. Uh twitch.tv slash Lopez Radio. Thanks for being here, man. We'll see you next time, all right? Always a good time. See you guys.